Hello, welcome back to the ASAP Weekly Age of Engine Pirates podcast. I'm your host, Lazero, and I'm joined by Boxer Saint. How's it going, Boxer Saint? Hello, hello. I'm doing great. Yeah, uh, so this episode will be a nice little recap of the year 2021. We'll do our own little roadmap. I don't know if it's really a roadmap, but... <laughs> kind of a general plan we're not we're not microsoft you know we don't we don't put out official press releases (laughs) um when it comes to some of those things but um i guess i guess we can talk a little bit about about some of the things we're planning and we're going to recap the year that was with aoe uh all the age of empires um so i think right off the bat the first thing i want to make mention is we are we are announcing the return almost to some of our original content um i think i brought this up Boxer saying, did I bring this up in like October, November? Do you remember when I might have that mentioned right. this? Yep, it was later in the year. Um, and so this will be something that will be on, you know, this feed. Um, I think right now we've kind of been denoting episodes as AOE 2 or AOE 4. I think we've had some AOE 3 episodes as well. Um, and this will be AOE history. Um, so uh, kind of in vain to the original, very original um show the show before the show i kind of feel like uh but it'll be boxer saying and i kind of discussing kind of taking some elements of either the civilizations or specific wars that are kind of followed in the campaign various various parts of the campaign um, and discussing the history kind of behind it and around it um as much as we are able to research for a one hour show that we do once a month so uh I mean, the show could be longer, but I guess our research will be as far as we decide to put it right. It might not. I, my point is, don't think it might be really ex- ex- expansive, um, but, you know, it's more of an introduction to some things that might have not been talked about in the games or you might not know about those civilizations as opposed to anything that's comprehensive. <laughs> Let me put it that way. Uh, yeah, as I'm a, not a I'm not a history major, but I am yeah, a big fan of history, so. I am a history major, actually. So I, I, I was going to say, you're those. probably a history major, aren't you? Uh, I am a history major. However, I will not be doing the amount of research that I'm sure each of these uh, uh, <laughs> require. Um, but I guess I guess it'll be fun. Maybe I'll do a little bit, especially once we once we get closer. So it will, once a month, um, 100%, it'll be AOE history. Um, and uh, we'll be talking about, yes, yeah, we're going to bring up random things. Uh, I think both of us are going to kind of do a little bit of our own research about a specific maybe battle specific civilization and then we're going to come together and and see if we found different things some found similar things um found some interesting tidbits about it and and we'll just make a show from that so we're really excited about that um because i think the nice thing about that is it's it's content that can go on forever <laughs> yeah, um it's uh, i mean that's part of why we love this game uh there's so many things in history that this game introduces you to so, you know, we take the Bohemians, for example. Bohemians, Civ came out recently. I had no idea what they were. Uh, but now that it's brought to my attention, some of the other things that I read, uh, uh, I do a lot of Napoleon-type uh, reading. There's a Napoleon podcast I listen to. But they talk about Bohemia, and it's part of the uh, Austrian Habsburg Empire. I wouldn't have picked up on that if this wasn't a Civ in, uh, in AOE. It would have just, like, went in my ear and popped right out. Uh, but just things like that, I think, stand out to us from this game. And I think the the devs, they do a pretty good job of trying to stay historically accurate. So, yeah, uh, and I, I'd even argue like the definitive editions and, and all the updates and stuff. They've I think they've even gone further to try to be more and more accurate um, yeah. in some sense. Uh, OK, AOE, AOE three campaign 
aside, <laughs> here's the thing. Okay, here's a very side tangent. I I heard a complaint about AoE three that it was too historical. <laughs> that didn't sit well with you. Um. Well, okay. They weren't. Listen. They were. <laughs> they were. The way the campaign was told, they did. It almost did feel like here's our imaginary story, but here is all the historical battles of you know the American Revolution. <laughs> just 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 like kind of telling you them but it's like here's our own party you know our own sidebar uh that's related to it but uh yeah here here is stuff that's happened i i kind of get what they meant um i i my biggest problem with aoe three can't missions are they're too short most of them um but you know uh listen you have to i i I've been. I'm not going to get on a three tangent right now. I think the game's fun uh, for those who missed it. Uh, I think there's a lot of fun things in it, but um, yeah, the campaigns were okay. I, I did beat the first two sets of campaigns, so um, yeah, I guess I guess they I guess they must have been that bad if I if I played that much through it. Okay, uh, regardless, what we're going to talk about, yeah, we're going to have AOE history, so uh, look forward to that. There'll be a once a month show. Um, kind of outside of a regular schedule programming, and what we'll try to do, kind of starting in February, is I think we'll be alternating AOE two and AOE four once a month. So you'll kind of have two shows a month. That's the expectation we're going to try to set it on ourselves. Um, I would argue. I think Boxer's saying I probably would agree on this. Is I if um, if there's ever a month that's like everything's really busy, I think we'll just have an AOE history show. Um, just because there are times in AOE 2 and AOE 4 where there's a lot of stuff and then there's times where it's a little quieter. So um, I'm not too, too worried about that. But yeah, my point is I'll be kind of alternating between AOE 2 and AOE 4. And a kind of weird thing has happened where I, where I think that's kind of what most people are going to be doing. <laughs> um, it kind of feels like a lot of pros are just going to play both games <laughs> like that, depending yeah. on what big tournament's coming out. And I think that's pretty cool because I, yeah, I didn't really envision it. I didn't really envision it before, but I can see it kind of going forward. Uh, so, yep. so yeah, yeah, that's, that's our plan. Uh, did you, have you seen that? Have you seen very much? Like it, it seems like the pros just kind of literally play whichever. whichever yeah. They do one. go back and forth a lot, yeah. even within the same day. Yeah. They might be streaming age four in the morning and then age two in the afternoon. Um, well, I, I think from, from a streamer perspective, it definitely makes sense because you are like, you know, it's it's nice to have different, you know, a different game to think about, uh, not just be playing the same game all the time. Um, but I think beyond that, it's just because of the nature. It's like there's no like full year pro circuit in any of the games. Right. Um, but I think with AOE 2, there's just so many tournaments. So it just makes sense to really want to want to still be playing in that. Right. Especially if you're one of those top players. So it kind of just feels like depending on what big tournament's going to be coming up, uh, the pro will just prepare for it, you know, prepare for that specific one um yeah so uh with that in mind i think what we'll do is we'll start maybe with a recap of some of the major uh things that have happened in each of the age of empires um games individually kind of in the year because i want to make this kind of like a recap episode um the first one i will say what i will say is um i'm gonna start with age of empires one uh which um i think as you know they they did have uh essentially uh like it kind of feels like the the game still has slight tweaks and updates uh and a bunch of bug fixes but it definitely feels like the game that has the least amount of new things coming from it um 
so yeah, it, it just kind of feels like they're adding some things for spec. Like they add in this year, they added some things for spec, uh, spectating the game AOE one definitive edition and for just just a bunch of bugs but it seems like they essentially just have it so it keeps running properly and there's no major bad things happening to it um but you know it is the game that probably has the least interest of all the games which makes sense right um i i don't know did you ever get the aoe one definitive edition just to try it out i did i bought the combo i guess mm-hmm. i think when i when i sat down you know i started playing again in april and i hadn't played for well over a decade maybe a decade and a half uh, so when I sat down to buy H2, I think I could have got everything for five more dollars because there was a sale going on. So I got mm-hmm. H1, 2, and 3 all together. Um, I'm looking, you can see on Steam how many people play it, I think. And so I'm looking to see the, to see what the it player is. Yeah. numbers. 88. There's 88 players in game right now using Steam. Um, so there's 88 players in game now playing Age of Empires 1. Compared to H two, where we have, I love the uh, uh, fifteen fifteen thousand. Yeah, no, that's that's a considerable <laughs> difference, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so. so yeah, I I think I think regardless, it's it's cool that they're keeping that up, and there's definitely a very small people like small community that that's still around. So, for it. There's small people, small people <laughs> play that game. Wow, wow. Well, yeah. I I think yeah. Like I, I've, I even, played it recently. I played it within I mean, the last month just to give it a shot again. No, I played some of the campaigns. I, I didn't mind them. Um, they're definitely interesting just to kind of see RTS before. Um, I think the one thing with the definitive editions is like, okay, I've been meaning. Sorry, I just random side tangent. Now I'm rewatching the Lord of the Rings. Okay, um, and I've been meaning to go back to Battle for Middle Earth uh, too. Um, but it's crazy to th- see the difference between. Like even Battle for Earth 2, which came out in 2006, I believe. Was it 2000? It was either 2006 or 2008, but already the improvements in like quality of life RTS changes compared to like Age of Empires 2 at that time. Right. Uh, so I just I just I find it quite interesting to see these definitive editions essentially like take games that the balance is completely broken. Right. Like, like there's no even no attempting it. Like there's certain things that just kind of work. Um, or just feel way different than anything you can experience in RTS now. Um, but then adds like new quality of life changes. So that definitely interesting. Uh, but yeah, I thought I'd bring it up. Uh, next up, we're going to go to Age of Empires 2. Now remember, I'm, I'm going through all these, but I'm mostly just looking at the in-game updates, the big expansions. And the big expansions um, for Age of Empires 2 have been uh, the Lords of the West expansion that came out in January. So pretty much last year right now. Um, and the Dawn of the Dukes. I would argue like the Lords of the West expansion. I think the big thing that I saw from it is an attempt to make civilizations a lot more unique. Um, I believe that was the one where we had, is it the Burgundians and the Sic- uh, Sicilians, um, which which kind of introduced new units. They had new campaigns, which I think was great too. I think I think they did some cool things with the campaigns. But I think the biggest thing is it felt like the first time with these expansions, uh, they're trying to make the civilizations a lot more unique because so, historically AOE two has a very, very much similar civilizations, um, but like you know Flemish Revolution and and what have you. So some craziness uh, from Lords of the West. Uh, do do you remember that expansion? Do you remember kind of uh, what people were talking about when it came to that expansion? So I don't think I was even here for that expansion. Um, what was the date on that again? 
That was January 26th, 2021. Yeah. yeah. I, January 26th, I was probably trying to install my old Age of Empires version and it wasn't working on my computer. And <laughs> I was like, what is going on? So I was, I was in Age of Conquerors or I was in the Conquerors expansion in my mind uh, in January. So. I missed all of that. I will say, I'm sure you got it once you came in, right? Uh, is that is that fair? I did. I think I, I think that was the first thing that I bought um, around April. Did you May. play any of those civs right away in April? I did. I, I was still really new and trying to figure things out. But so since then, I will say that uh, Bulgar not Bulgarians. That's what I'm looking on the screen. Burgundians are super different. Um, Sicilians aren't that different. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I mean, they got, they got some, some different mechanics here, there, but, um, but definitely the, uh, dang it, the Burgundians, <laughs> Bulgarians keep sticking away. Definitely the Burgundians, uh, been able to get all the ecotechs earlier, getting Cavalier in Castle Age. Um, that's huge. And that's crazy. They, they definitely took a chance there, but, but I don't think it's overpowered either. So they did a good job balancing that. For sure. And then the next big expansion, next big thing for AOE 2 um, was the Dawn of the Dukes. Um, I mean, I, I know I know, I definitely have some, you know, heritage historical bias towards some of these. Um, but beyond anything, I think I would give this expansion the best campaign, like the best ideas in the campaign. Not only did all the ex- all these all the campaigns kind of lead into each other, um, you know, the the Dawn of the Duke campaign. So uh yeah they they yeah they went from like they they kind of merged into each other so like you had a very congruent story kind of historical story going through it but i i think on top of anything specifically the polls campaign had a lot of very unique ideas i hadn't seen in aoe2 uh missions before um and i just thought it was great and it was the first it was definitely you know I, i'm sure i'm sure it helped that it was like you know polls obviously but beyond that um uh, it just made me really excited for whatever next they do because I think those really creative ideas, like the castle war game, <laughs> if you remember, right? To like when you destroy a castle, your own castle pops up. I thought that was great. There's a lot of really cool things, uh, heroes that that you can actually level up and they they heal heal themselves and stuff, um, and and were more impactful during the campaigns. I loved all that stuff. So uh, I'm definitely this to me was my favorite part of AOE two was playing through all those campaigns and I I beat all of them. It's the most I've ever been of the AOE 2 campaign. Uh, these three, these three uh, kind of stacks of missions. So um, yeah, I, I have nothing but praise for this. And, and I think, and also I guess on top of it, the Bohemians are my favorite civ to play in AOE 2 because I do the, the silly Hussite wagon into uh, Cannoneer's strat uh, that if it's open battle, <laughs> I shall not lose an open battle. Uh, you know, unless, unless of course they have, they have, uh, what's it called a manganel uh and then and then i'm screwed but <laughs> actually not not necessarily but it's kind of funny it just essentially if if you are against fodder like like trash units you, you just completely destroy people um but it's you know a little too expensive to, to sustain either way it's my favorite sip because it plays so differently or at least the way i play is so different uh how about you how what was your reaction or from what you remember from the dawn of the dukes yeah so i was here for this one i've been playing for a little bit now um it was nice to see two expansions in one year, especially coming back to such an old game. Uh, literally this time last year, I didn't know this game was still being played. Um, but not even, not even though is it being played, but it's being like updated multiple times a year. That's insane. 
and uh, it's part of of what's kept me in this community. And uh, this can, this expansion, I played the campaigns a little bit because uh, I, I was on a podcast with you talking about it. But it's the, my uh, fault. <laughs> that's, that's that's on you. Probably the only campaigns I played this year. Uh, but from a competitive perspective, Bohemians and Poles, really nice sieves. They're they're not doing that great on the ladder. Um, they're picked fair for fair amount on like arena and team games, mm-hmm. but outside of team games, I don't think they have a, a super high win percentage. But I do think they're both very well designed sieves, and that's kind of what you want to see. Forty to sixty percent win ratio is good. Um, they're they're closer to like the high forties, I think, if I remember right. Uh, but again, they took a, a chance. They pulled hand cannoneers and uh, chemistry down to Castle Age for the Bohemians, and that was kind of a risk. But uh, I think that plays out really well. It's a good balance. But I'm the only one who plays Bohemians like that, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, nobody uses that but Lazero. Um, and then for the poles, they added in. Uh, some some existing mechanics like the the splash damage for the um, for the hussar, mm-hmm. so splash damage for the hussar. We've got that already with slavs and in their infantry, or with Byzantine cataphracts. But having it on on hussar is an interesting mechanic, um, not too overpowered. And then they have the super cheap knights, which they can't get paladin; they can only get cavalier. So I think that balances out. I, I I do like that because like uh, the Hussar makes sense historically because that was probably one of the biggest you know P- Poland's Polish Lithuanian Empire um, of that 15th century. That was probably one of their biggest kind of strengths is the cavalry, um, and and Hussar is famously with the wings that that make sound right uh, as you as you go forward. You have like the feathers that are in the back and they would make sound. Um, and I don't know. I don't know. It makes it's nice when it like makes historical sense to me as well. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, I like that they're making cav sieves, but they they're being creative about it. A cav sieve for them no longer means well, you got to have fully upgraded paladins, right? They uh, oh, it should be different. Other options, mm-hmm. yeah. It should be pa- just as powerful but different. If that makes sense, right? Yeah. Um, and I think there's another big thing I'll say is there's there's a giant update right kind of before the end of the year. Uh, that we talked about November seventeenth uh, came out, um, and we talked about it in depth. So I'm sure you can can listen to our uh, most recent AOE two episode to get there. But um, lots of lots of lots of upgrades, and it kind of felt like of an end of the year patch, kind of setting up the next year. Um, and yeah, and much to look forward to. I'm sure there'll be another expansion on its way. Um, as long as I think is this is the truth. As long as people are buying these expansions, like I don't know why they would stop. Right. As long as it makes monetary sense um yep. i could see i could see you know perhaps over time it just being a once a year thing but even that i don't think is necessarily a bad thing because that means people are still playing the game yep agree. um with all that I, I'll, I'll give you i want to talk a l- just a little bit about aoe3 um because i know this is it's more than anything it's how much it feels like um they're still being supported <laughs> Like it, it just it just feels like there's a way more AOE three expansions this year than I could have thought. Um, they added the African Royals and they added the Mexico Civilization. Um, now, obviously, in some ways, it's 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 like it's less content than I think the AOE two one was. Because um, I think there was only with African Royals, I think I played there's only like three missions, like historical missions. It was mostly just a new civ. 
um, and the same thing with AOE three. Um, so I, I imagine it's probably a smaller team working on it, but it, it kind of feels like the regularity is, is quite impressive. So I do like that and it does seem like they are treating uh, the AOE three community with respect. So I don't think anyone will complain. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and I guess with that, I'll move on to probably the biggest thing that happened this year, and it was AOE 4 coming out. Um, lots of updates uh, when it comes to regular things. Um, it'll be interesting. My biggest, what I will say, I'm not going mean, to, we've talked about AOE 4 a lot on our show. My biggest thing will be, what does this game look like in um, six months? So let's say the end of June, right? Um, that That's kind of what I'm looking for in AOE uh 2022 because i think i think the game in general most people like there's some things that could be changed but most people are really hyped for it and those who got it enjoyed it um so i i don't really see you know there's I, of course i like everyone has problems with everything but i i think in general is a success at least on, on my part obviously i don't know what the sales were of the game so i enjoy the game but i don't know how successful it was kind of worldwide i don't know if they've released those numbers or they have released and i just haven't checked um, but regardless, AOE 4 came out. That was the kind of big thing that it felt like all the other games were leading up to. Um, and so, you know, this kind of feels like the year, the year where there's going to be a lot of AOE 2 content, a lot of AOE 4 content, especially with like tournaments and stuff. And then uh, we'll see where it leads us in 2022. I think if at this point next year, like if we do a 2022 recap show and it feels like the tournaments are getting a lot of viewership and it feels like, People are playing the game, both the games, AOE 2, AOE 4, and there's constant expansions and stuff. I think our game will be in a good place, but this will be kind of the testing year. So I'm I'm cautiously optimistic that everything will go well. Uh, what are your takes? Because uh, to this point, I don't know, Boxer Saint, if you've actually gotten AOE 4 yet. <laughs> yeah, I have not purchased AOE 4. I'm waiting for a significant price cut. If anybody's listening, that might that I'm might be an indication. Microsoft. It's currently ten percent off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's currently ten percent off. So you're um, ready for at least fifty or, or more. Yeah, I'm um, looking. I'd pay twenty bucks maybe to give it a shot. It's just it's really hard to play Age Two and see how great a game it is, um, and, and buy it for twenty bucks. I'd even argue Age this. Four, I'd even ahead. argue this because of the price point. You kind of need to like if you're. If you're gonna start playing, you just play OE4. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's, yeah. there's there's me who's playing both the games with friends, right? Like if a friend wants to play one or the other, I'm I'm totally down to play both. Um, but if you are like this is your your game, you're investing time in, right? It's kind of like it kind of feels like if you're doing like a hundred dollar, eighty dollar purchase. I don't know what's in the states. Maybe it was an eighty dollar game in the states. Um, purchase and you're <laughs> like you're kind of you're kind of telling yourself that you're going to play this game now and you're not going to play the other game right and i know you love aoe2 so much so i, I don't really um just uh disrespect you for the fact you didn't get aoe4 because um I, I feel like it's it's that monetary commitment kind of makes you want to play the game more, or, or it kind of makes you feel burdened to play the game more <laughs> i guess yeah it's 60 dollars in the state there's an 80 dollar version called the digital deluxe edition Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure what the hell that comes with. Um, and really, I think you hit on it. It's more the time than the money. So if I thought I would be spending a lot of time on it, I'd pay the money for it. But um, but to put that time into it, I, I work at nine to five. I've got two kids. Uh, we just moved to a new house. My time's super limited. And uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not convinced that it's a game I want to spend the time learning. Um, new games are tough. I, I'm going to be honest. Like, like, I think that's why... 
like maybe like new kind of campaign style games or story games. Most people can kind of play a little bit every day, right? If I, listen, if I'm playing Pokemon, I'm I'm not, you know, my brain power isn't being used to the maximum. But like with with AOE four, it, it kind of feels like like maybe if you play the campaigns, it's okay. But if you want to start playing multiplayer, you know, you play a game or two and it's fun. But by like week two, you're like, okay, now I actually need to like learn everything <laughs> yeah to be competitive and that that's probably the biggest thing that you're <clears throat> you're worried about right yeah and i'm I'm sure i'm a unique demographic um being a probably an older player i don't think so I, 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 i've, I've also heard a lot of people um a lot of people who are kind of <clears throat> enjoying the streams like i think there's a lot of people that don't mind watching it like the people who watch AOE two pros and then when the AOE two pro plays AOE four, I'm sure they find watching it. Um, but I think, I think especially um, because everyone's time is limited or perhaps that like there's one game you prefer. Like, here's the thing. It's the reason AOE four is good is because it feels like AOE two will be supported for so much longer because of it. Right. So I think if you're an AOE two player, you just have to be like, you kind of want it. You want to hope that AOE four does continue to do well overall um, because you don't, you want your game to still be supported. It's kind of weird that way, right? Yeah. Yeah. I definitely don't see that they're, they've done a good job balancing that these two games are not in competition with each other. And I think, I don't think they are. I think the player base and the player numbers show that I feel like there are a lot of new players playing age of empires four that weren't playing age two. And then there's some that played age two that play both. Um, I just, I'm going to be honest. Like, I think like, I think blizzard's kind of in the water right now. Like, <laughs> yeah. like I think Starcraft two and Warcraft those communities. I'm I hope they're playing a Wii four because I think it's a nice new home for them. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I could and, see that, and that would be nice, kind of to have have those communities. Um, uh, and and uh, I, I I saw Age of Empires online, Age of Empires, Age of Mythology seems right. We we looked at some of the tournament results, um, from AOE four and seemed like players from those games were doing well. So, um, yeah, Starcraft two, uh, Warcraft, it, it it's great to kind of kind of have aoe4 kind of be the the home it kind of feels like the home for a lot of these games um because i mean i i've, I've kind of lamented this a little bit but it, it kind of feels like starcraft 2 is is done <laughs> um uh in the sense that and it's like it's like completely on the company now i just there's a distaste in my mouth with all the things that came out because of blizzard not that necessarily other companies are, are that much better but once you know it, it makes it a lot harder to be like Hey, check out this game by this company that we know there's terrible things happened, right? Um, yeah, I don't boxer saying if you followed any of that, but no, uh, I've missed a lot of the uh, StarCraft and StarCraft Two scene. Well, it's not even saying I just saying Blizzard in general, like the, oh. the controversies. Oh, okay, we won't yeah, get too no. much into it, but it's it, you can you can look it up. It's pretty it's pretty bad. So, um, I yeah I. I I think there's a lot of people that are like, yeah, I'm gonna distance myself from this game. Like, it, it makes it harder to play that game. It's still people playing ladder and competitive, but um, it'd be nice if AOE four was the new home for now. Um, yeah, okay. I do have more. I do have more numbers updates. Um, oh yes, tell me. I've been pulling all these. Like, we can tell them all at once. This is for posterity, uh, kind of a time capsule. At this point in time, this is just a random Friday night in January 2022. Uh, AOE 4 has 12,500 players on Steam. AOE 3 has a little over 3,000. AOE 2 
That's actually not bad. Sorry, just, just not was, bad at all for, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was surprised that that was so high, considering we jumped down to AOE 1. AOE 1 has 880 now. I think it was 888 earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's got three times. AOE 3 has three times as many players as AOE 1. Uh, then AOE 2 Definitive Edition has 15,500. So it's got right at 3,000 more than AOE 4. In addition, AOE 2 in HD has 4,500 players. So it's got more <laughs> than AOE 3. Uh, and that brings all the AOE 2 players to like 20,000 right now. Wait, hold on, hold on. So you're telling me there's people who don't even, like, they probably don't even know AOE 2 Definitive Edition exists, or they've refused to. Probably. Maybe maybe their computers can't handle it, and so they're that's, just, that's this is fair, where but, uh, well, no, I'm just, I'm just imagining. That's 4,000 people. That's a community. Like, there's a couple of small communities over there still playing together, I'm sure. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I think they're just purists, you know what I mean? You're like, I'd like to. I'd like to hear from your listeners. Like, if you all are still playing HD, tell us why. <laughs> What's going on over there? Do, are we missing something? Do I need to go buy HD? <laughs> They're like, this is the purest form of the game. None of these newer updates and quality of life changes. Okay, you exactly. you need to click from one side of your keyboard to the other. Um, yeah, is it is it puritanical? Is there a religion going over there that will burn us all? Saying, it's like this is the puritanical AOE two HD, and then and then there was they got they got there was a schism and um and then you had the E stands for Devil's Edition AOE two Devil's Edition. Whole HD is holy, holy, holy definition. And then and then and then there's AOE four, which was the the New Age one. All right, all right. Um, where everyone's like, no, it's I. They're not letting us choose our key bindings anymore. We're we're yeah. mad. Okay, all right. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, let's take now a quick look. I, I think on on some major tournaments that happened. Um, the first tournament of uh, t- so the, I'm gonna start with. I'm just gonna look at the S tier tournaments uh, from AOE two. Uh, for this past year, we had um, three Red Bull Wololos happen in in uh, in 2021. Uh, the first one that was uh, that was in January, so one year ago, what Red Bull Wololo three had a prize pool of thirty thousand um, dollars, and the winner was Doubt, which I think we all remember those crazy Doubt win uh from 2021 beating leary so i think i think remember that because it was doubt that kind of stood above everyone and everyone was kind of surprised because he's one of the oldest players in the scene right um and with that our second road Wololo uh, was in june it was thirty thousand dollars as well um and this time leary won it uh leary beating hera and leary against hera was obviously one of the bigger kind of things happening throughout the year um one of the bigger rivalries we have we have our we have our three Egyptian god cards of Age of Empires, you know. So, uh, Age of Empires two at least, uh, and Lear and Hera were there, uh, two of them. Um, disagree if you want. <laughs> and then the last Red Bull Wololo was for a hundred thousand in September, um, and the Viper beat Leary. So Red Bull Wololo very much, um, felt like. It felt like the first tournament was the big upset tournament, but the other tournament. Uh, the other two Red Bull Wool Lows had the finals I expected. Um, as always, Red Bull Wool Low is 
Empire Wars mode, so everything kind of starts a lot faster. And they had a time limit just because Red Bull didn't want things to go on forever. Uh, what do you remember the Red Bull Wolos fondly? Uh, I remember. I think your numbers are off. I'm trying to double check you. Three, four, and five. I think it was. Oh, you said I thought you were saying one, two, and three. No, no, no three, four, and five. Sorry, three, if I five. did, if I did, I'm sorry. Maybe I was saying like the first one of the year. I think that's what you're trying to say. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. gotcha. I'm keeping notes over here so I can, I can kind of comment. Um, yeah, three, four, and five. I remember four and five. I think two came in, or I think three came in uh, right when I was starting to play, so I didn't. I was oblivious to it. But yeah, four and five were memorable. Leary over here was great in Rebel World of Four. I remember, um, I think Vinchester had a really good showing in number four, and I really thought he'd have a, have a run at it. And... Uh, and then five was obviously epic. That was the probably castle. the biggest tournament of the year. Like that kind of felt like the, I know there's no official like age of empires to like world cup, but that kind of felt it. Cause it was the first land in forever. Um, yeah, and the story was, with Viper, that was the tournament to watch. And then we did a full recap on it as well. So yeah, just, yeah, that, just one, that one was incredible. A lot of good, a lot of good casters, a lot of good players. And I think th- thematically hating, it was so cool. Mm-hmm. Love you more hating me. You want to see Viper get a W um that was good yeah Th- those are incredible tournaments I'm, I'm very excited another thing you know coming back just in the last year to see somebody like red bull um sponsoring such a huge t- tournament and you know they pulled all the stops out for that one in the middle of a pandemic uh it's just a good time to be an age player and i think yeah like i said that the the red bull Wolo five felt like the world cup this year biggest prize pool um biggest fanfare um, probably biggest viewership I've already guessed. Um, so amazing. And it, it kind of felt like Viper's return to form there. Um, okay, let me, I'm going to run through some other big ones here. Uh, in March, we had the Hidden Cup number four where Hera ended up being in the finals. So this is the fun one where you don't know who's playing who. Uh, but Hera beat Jordan, AOE. Uh, Jordan, Jordan making the semis, which is good uh, for the second biggest prize pool of the year in $87,000. Um yeah, it was nice to see Hera having won a big tournament there. Uh, two pools, a $10,000 tournament that was won by Tempo. Um, this one's interesting to me. Oh, because these were this was the 2v2 tournament, I believe. Am I correct on this? Yes. That sounds right. So Tempo, the team of Tempo was Hera and Leary. So that, that sounds right. <laughs> uh, Hera and Leary, definitely a team you'd think uh, you'd beat and they beat um surprisingly uh, f- uh a team from finland called suomi um which has which doesn't have players i would expect uh here or maybe it does give me two seconds the max and v less getting second so that's that's actually a really cool story there uh in that tournament um Deathmatch World Cup 4. There's some great names here. Deathmatch World Cup 4 was won by the Viper. Uh, so obviously, um, this is... Wow. Uh, that's, sorry, I just like that's a great name. Uh, I'm going to go quickly, though. Sorry, I, I, I meant to go uh, through these quickly. The Open one, uh, the open Classic was 35,000. It was won by Yo. So that's amazing. Uh, this had 128 players in it, so that's awesome. So I, I imagine just an open format tournament. Uh, so that's really cool. Uh, empire's wars duos another kind of 2v 2v2 uh tournament in august uh was won by mbl 
What? Well, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. When I click on the team, the MBL's on the team, but who was who actually... Uh, I was once again Hera Leary kind of crowning themselves with the 2v2 kings. <laughs> uh and then uh Holy Cup happened in October with Hera beating Leary in the finals, which is actually cool because I think Leary and Hera kind of go back and forth when they're in finals. So that's that's really nice. And in tournaments. Um and then King of the Desert 4 at the end of the year, November, the Viper beating Vinchester. Um, I don't know if we actually had a chance to talk about this. We might yeah, I think we I think we actually did have a chance to to preview it. Um, but it was it was a uh, is great seeing Vinchester kind of making it through Leary. I believe we predicted that he wouldn't, uh, but then he did. Or maybe did you predict Vinchester beating Leary in this uh, King of the Desert tournament? Do you remember? Um, I think I probably said. I th- I think I said I'd probably give it to Leary, but I would want Vinchester to win. If yeah, I, oh, and he did, and he did. Guess. So he showed himself against Leary, uh, but unfortunately fell to the Viper. Uh, at the end there yeah I'm a, um, I'm a vinchester fan i really like to see him be successful i i'd like to say i i'm kind of tired of best of nines <laughs> yeah best of nine can be rough i just okay, here, here's the thing okay best of like 11 is fine if if you go to 11 games you know what i mean yeah. but as soon as someone gets ahead two or three games you're like yeah what are we even doing here anymore you know, like, yeah, I feel like yeah, best of sevens probably where you want to land. I I don't think for... there's no reason Age of Empire specifically. Like I'm sorry, like there's no reason it should go past seven games. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, if the if the NBA Finals stops at seven, I feel like Age of Empires could stop there too. Like you are the better player. You're like yes, okay, it'll be a really close one, right? Let's just say it's a three three, and there's a winner in the finals. But if that's the case, it means that you're well matched and you can go to 101 games, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. like in the theory, you'll just keep going back and forth. So at some point, yeah, I, I just think it's better for viewership, too. I don't think you should go best. Uh, best of yeah. A plenty bone uh, tournament. I've been debating on that as well. Best of nine or best of seven. I think you just solved it for me. You you summed it up in a way I hadn't thought about yet is best of seven. It's as far as games you go. Uh, I think there's two things I'd like to say about this. The one is um if you're the one also hosting it <laughs> i think you should just try to keep it shorter because you can keep your energy up that's yeah that's my that's my theory that too uh all right uh let's let's look at some of the aoe4 tournaments i know i know they're just a little bit uh, we had the genesis tournament went over viper winning and we thought that was really cool now this is awesome and i'm kind of mad i i missed this one okay i missed this tournament but this is so cool uh because it just brings back you know speaking of starcraft two players um so in this in a twenty thousand dollar tournament december 18th 19th the steel series prime cup um the muslim takes the win and that is so so awesome uh <laughs> i sorry i'm just i'm just like a little speechless because it's like it's AOE four, right? But it, it just it just like takes me back like a decade ago when like I got into StarCraft two and to Muslim and and Idra and and in control and all these names. Uh, they were on EG at that time, and they were like all the like you know known kind of players. And yeah, just cool to see him win a tournament <laughs> a decade later in AOE four. Uh, so so I just yeah I I'm just that's I'm really happy about it. this this sorry it was just I didn't know this. Uh, I, I I feel like I shouldn't have missed it. Uh, to be fair. Um, I definitely had a busy, uh, busy time there. Um, 
let's preview maybe some things that are so that yeah that's that's it for aoe4 because it's only been two months <laughs> really right uh let's preview some of the things happening tournaments coming up uh s tier tournaments coming up in aoe2 and aoe4 uh, i'm sticking those two because we know those are mostly the games that are podcast falls wandering warriors cup is uh coming up january it's going to start january 8th so just after this uh you're gonna have to look into if you want to catch the stream you're gonna have to oh i was wondering if there's a twitch stream for this and maybe I when watched the finals a couple. Get closer. Yeah. So I watched a couple of the streams. Oh, is this today. Dave and T90? Okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dave's running them. T90's running them. They have a lot of other casters that are casting some of the games. I think they're in their round of like 182 right now or something crazy. Or yeah, it's, it, it runs till February, so we're a long ways off. But if you want your fix, uh, follow those channels. I'm sure. I'm yeah, sure that's there. a full Nomad tournament. All the maps have a Nomad. I start. love that. I, I don't think I'll I probably won't watch a lot until the finals. I'm I'm definitely a finals person, but I love the nomad format. It's just so wonky. <laughs> yeah. That's um, one of my favorites. Upcoming things for AOE4. Uh January 13th to 16th, there's the AOE4 Pro League. And January 22nd, 23rd, there's the Winter Championship. So this was actually an interesting thing, and I think we can maybe end off a little bit. This is when I was curious with AOE4 when like the tournaments would ramp up. But then I forget that literally it's it's only been two months, you know, like it feels yeah. like AOE4 has been out for like six months for me now, <laughs> but it's actually only been out, out for two. And I kind of feel everyone, everyone was waiting for the new year to really start getting into things uh, with it um, and kind of. And there's coordination, what, too. Like, you don't want to plan your tournament at the same time as, you know, Hidden Cup tournament or something. So. Because uh, you're kind of going after the same professional players right now. Because there really, really isn't that divide like we discussed of this guy is an H4 player and this guy is an H2 player. Um, so I think that might make things a little difficult to coordinate in H4. A lot I think of the H4 weirdest, the, I mean, the coolest, weirdest thing in some ways with AOE2 and AOE4 is that I don't think anyone's going to be... Um, like annoyed, like so annoyed that they'll just turn off the stream if you're playing the other one. You know what I mean? So I think that's the cool thing. It's just a lot of crossover. It's like even if you're not an AoE 2 player, if you watch this person stream regularly and they're playing AoE 2, or if you watch this person stream regularly and they're playing AoE 4, but you play the other game, it's okay. <laughs> You'll probably still watch. So I think it's because of that that both that these pro players have a chance to to keep practicing. Yeah. Uh yeah, okay. So <laughs> With that, uh, I think that'll be it for our show, uh, our recap show. Um, I think we announced all the things we need to announce at the beginning of the episode, so um, I think we'll end it here. Uh, thank you so much for listening and continued support. I know some people are still looking out for tournaments. Um, I'm, I'm I'm hoping maybe to find somebody if there's a, anyone who want who like has a Twitch setup and, and wants to volunteer to, to you know cast some of uh, our kind of very local show match tournaments um to make them more regular that that could be a thing i look into so all things all things to keep in mind but um yeah we're, we're kind of continuing on hoping to have our aoe history be a once a month show um and then alternating aoe 2 and aoe 4 updates uh month by month to have two shows a month so that's the plan for the year uh any questions you can throw them you can add us on twitter asap weekly or you can throw them in our discord if you've joined that uh so uh thank you boxer saint for being on and um, I appreciate all our listeners uh, for listening to the show and we'll see you uh, next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>